welcome to SPR, Scion Pirate Radio, your source for the best solar weather. As you know, SPR gives you the news that other outlets would never dream of reporting on, and seems I've made a few enemies. One of them tried to shut SPR down, but let's just say I'm still here, baby. In pretty important news, it seems that the universe-wide corporate profits are down. There's a lot of silence around this, but from what I've gotten from my sources, it appears there's a major deficit that suddenly appeared, which was feeding quite a lot of supply chains. Coincidentally, Nobman Dynamics has said they are on the cusp of a new source of raw materials and in talks to broker deals. Now, where the hell are they getting this new source of materials? You can't just create matter, so unless they've found out how to do that, they must have been getting a lot, and I mean a lot of machines and planets together, to create this source. I wish them luck with creating matter. I also have some news on what seems to be a reoccurring segment of the show. The salvage crew from Novman Dynamics supposedly keeps finding weird stuff. They look to have had more interactions with the undead skeletons in spacesuits while trying to get power back on at the Eris station. I'm also reading here that there is something about father and AI and language parsing, but there isn't much more mention past that than pulling wires. The team found out batteries have some highly packed energy and can be released rather explosively. Now, if you believe all this, uh, we have to give the Scrappy team a round of applause because it sounds like Eris Station has been salvaged. Now, back to your regularly scheduled program of Call of Cylon. Rock and roll. have a couple housekeeping things to go through uh, at the start of this one. One is you two have made it through Eris Station. You figured out a couple things uh, that were going on there as well, uh, such as uh, Walter, the gentleman that uh, was a bit nutty uh, and just poofed out of there as soon as the power turned on, is actually Walter Eris and the station name is Eris. Kind of interesting. Found out through some computer stuff that it was specifically his station and was specifically made for him. Um, you found out that it was made by the company that was funding him was uh, Volcanian Biosis, and so they were kind of funding this. And there's mention that the Biosis was being bought out, but it never made mention of who was buying out uh, Biosis. And um, you also had something about father. Probably nothing, nothing wrong there. The other thing that I think for housekeeping is uh, making it through the first station. You can go ahead and take an extra plus five to your profession bonus. So think of it kind of like leveling up in essence. Leveling up in, in this game is very easy. Just a simple a plus five, which is going to be interesting as we move forward between having a profession bonus and not for some stuff. So I'm going to, to find that interesting. So right now you find yourself uh, at a docking station um, at one of one of the stations owned by Novman Dynamics uh, that you have been kind of going back and forth to. Um, uh, this one is named Osiris Terminal. 
and where you can uh, refuel, drop off all the the scrap that you picked up from the station. Um, this one, in fact, you brought back some rather important stuff. So when you actually dock, you have a company um, security escort that is there at the door. You have a few different scientists uh, ready to start offloading with you and uh, a bunch of various personnel. Obviously, Novin Dynamics took this one fairly serious. And um, in short order, uh, you get it off. Um, through that as well, uh, Pill will help with the unloading and things like that. Um, there's not much that's specifically asked of you two uh, for the unloading. They basically say, hey, feel free to go into the station and kind of do whatever you'd like to do for a little bit, um, and we'll contact you for for when we want to send you out again. They're like, and Pill is like, usually, you know, you guys know it's probably only going to be, you know, a couple days in essence uh, until they call you in. Um, but this place also has the ability to pick up some different stuff. If you had some some items that you were like, hmm, it would have been nice to have something, or if you want to see what's going on, check the news feeds, do anything like that. What do you? Is there anything you two would like to do while you're on, while you're on the station? Uh, well, I had some ideas about maybe uh, trying to procure some um, linked mesh material, um, something. I mean, I, I originally did not think that getting bit in space was going to be a thing. Um, so maybe uh, some link mesh material to add to my spacesuit um, in some critical areas would be a. Uh, would be a thing, and now we have new experiences in space, uh, new dangers require new capabilities. Okay, so you're thinking like a... Going like, full chain mail. Some, some additional minor protection for things that I wasn't originally anticipating. Okay. Uh, the terminal definitely has uh, a lot of various things. This isn't... While it's owned, this terminal is owned by Novman Dynamics, they still rent out space to various... Uh, uh, you know, entrepreneurs and things like that, and people have set up shop. It is a, a general terminal. People come in and out. Um, of course, Novman takes, you know, docking fees and that type of stuff as ships are going through, and so it's kind of a, a just a port of call in the area that you're in as well. So you can certainly find, you know, a shop. Um, you find uh, specifically one that is more for working in um, asteroid type of uh, environments where it's potential where you're going to get hit by a thing or two uh, while you're working on, you know, cutting things apart. So mainly spacewalk type of stuff. So if, you know, if you were sent out to go take care of a, a ship and cut it down, bring back the scrap from the ship itself because you can't tow it out of there because you're in an asteroid field or something like that, or you're mining an asteroid type of thing, this would be the shop that would have your, your stuff. So you end up procuring some some mesh that you can apply to your your suit. Um, it's not the cheapest stuff in the world, um, but it's also not super expensive. So you can definitely get some patches that you can apply to some various spots on your on your suit. Anything you would like to get pick up, Dante? Uh, legal. Nothing they sell here. <laughs> Nothing that works against skeleton. I, I've never had to uh, easy to kill biologics. Uh, it's never been a consideration anything more than that mm -hmm. it's not like there are robots that we have to worry about but no 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 i like there are lifters rob there's there's things piloted by people um i sort of aid into 
jack in and do a bit of looking for because I don't necessarily trust Novaman's going to give us the full scoop here. Uh, who the heck is buying out Vulcanian Bios? And I'd rather have I'd rather go into our meeting with anything he can dig up than go in blind. I'd be happy to look up any such and see if I can find anything. Um, and also, I might want to do some quick diagnostics on my uh, uh, my my uh, cyber deck just to make sure that everything's okay because it had some weird behavior when we were out at the station. Uh, so Dante, you were you were asking a question about possibly looking into information uh, because in the last one you found out that uh, something bought out Vulcanian Biosis, which was the company that was uh, funding Eris Station, and. It's either, like, it's either Novaman doing it, and Novaman's going to tell us, no, 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 we don't know, we'll have proof, or it's somebody else that then also needs But uh, I'm going to leave it to the person that can work magic on terminals rather than uh, myself. You work magic on terminals as well, just in a completely different way. They will never work again, but yes, that is a <laughs> type of magic. <laughs> don't mean to be the complete bear of bad news here, but my terminal expertise is basically ship systems. <laughs> That's a risk I'm willing okay. not, not, I'm not cyber espionage expert. I am a ship system expert. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Okay. So you can you can find, you know, you guys, you're there for a couple days, so you end up renting, you know, a couple rooms or a room if you wanted to save money type of idea. You know, it's a port of call, so they have, you know, rentals and things like that of varying degrees anything from like a, a pill type of uh rental you know that's just a bed like literally slide in it's just big enough for you to get in and sleep to luxury accommodations for like ceos of companies and that type of stuff so you have any, anything in between uh what were you guys looking to kind of rent what's your accommodations look like that you you guys typically rent sleep on the ship a got a room there got a room there ship uh uh pill for sure uh i assume there's some sort of communal shower if that's the accommodation stay off the radar if just in with mm -hmm. yep there's definitely like that um some of them don't even include a shower but you there's some of them that have a communal so you can go find one of those uh certainly um so you just have a wall of of you know rooms in essence but you kind of climb up a ladder and you can get into the one that you you have rented out, communal shower, that type of stuff. So when you, uh, Aiden, when you get on a terminal, you're getting on the ship's terminal to start uh, looking into this? I assume that there would be a, a docking station terminal of some sort or some sort of public terminal. Like they, I assume they have terminals in bars or in anywhere. Yep. You can certainly, like that, you can find some, like the, you know, the old Earth internet cafes type of thing. You can find one where you can sit down at the terminal and it's public access and you can kind of do some searching and that type of stuff on it. Um, so you can certainly go into one of those and you start start looking around and you're specifically looking for um, it was mentioned that Air Station was funded by Vulcanian Biosis and that was being bought out by somebody. So as you're as you're looking around Go ahead and give me a roll, but this is going to be one of the very difficult rolls. So, um, and I rolled a two, so it's just as good as rolling a 70, so. Yep. So, you didn't critically fail, but you also did not succeed 
<laughs> as again, like you mentioned, this isn't one of your professional uh, type of things that you do. Uh, so you end up coming up with, with nothing. I mean, when you start looking for it, really what happens is you just end up in a, a flood of information that you can't find anything for. You're like, all right. You're like, okay, who, what is, you know, um, a Vulcanian biosis. You're like looking for that. You're looking who bought it out. You're finding old Vulcanian biosis, you know, documentation and what the company was and all this type of stuff. And, you know, you're just drowning in, in corporate speak for all of your results that you get. Um, so you don't don't find anything past, you know, general, like that corporate speak. It's like, we, we are the future. We help humanity go to the stars, you know, all those type of uh, slogans and stuff like that. You're just sifting through and old, old newspapers of, you know, stuff that you have nowadays that they didn't when Vulcanian Biosis was creating things type of stuff. Okay. So we only get, have our guts to go on. And if we follow the money, uh, Novamin knows about their off-the-books secret research center buried in an asteroid with just one little porthole to get in or out. They found out about this not through, like, skullduggery, but through buying out Vulcanian. We have, that's, a, that's a pure guess, but it's all we have to go on. Uh, so, in addition to that... Um... Can I ask around some, uh, send a request out to some former colleagues of mine mm-hmm. that see if they have any information on it, uh, and that might have more, be more fruitful than than me personally looking into it. Okay, so you can you have one of your contacts that you can certainly reach out to. Uh, what's your contact's name? Uh, I'll just call her Rebecca. Rebecca. Okay. And she, Rebecca does not have a last name that uh, I'm aware of. Just all I know her as. <laughs> Do you, do you know Rebecca, like, have you met in person, or have you only, like, known about her through, you know, terminal contact? Um, I probably have met her in person, because she would not have, um, trusted, um, just only personal contacts with sort of things. It would be someone that I've probably worked for in the past. Okay. Okay. Um, that was not a part of the dock station, but a part of my other activities. Okay. So you send out, you send out a query to her, um... And, you know, in the time that you have, assuming, you know, it it didn't take you long to kind of search through and figure out you're not finding anything. You know, it probably took you a half a day of searching. Like I said, you're going to be here for a couple days. So you send out the request. You do have faster than light communication uh, in the universe. So, you know, it's not it's not instantaneous by any stretch of the imagination, but it's also not like, you know, light speed type of communication across the universe. So you're not waiting years type of idea um but you do get a response at the end and the response comes back that uh you know hey it's glad good to hear from you you know how are you doing you know the type of personal type of questions as well at the start um how things been going i know you guys started you started working for Novman dynamics do you have anybody you're working with you know those type of questions hey we should get together uh next time you're you're in port here we should get together and have a have a drink. Uh, and her response at the end, though, is like, you know, it's really weird. I'm not finding anything else about this either. Uh, and she she says, I'll keep I'll keep digging, see if I've got any contacts that I can I can get anything out of. But I'm I'm not seeing anything either on this, which is a bit strange. Um, I don't. And her response also says, I don't know if you noticed as well. 
but some of the information about the company is, you know, like 100 years old type of idea. So it's been, it was around for a while, so it's kind of odd that there's no good information on anything for the company. You know, it got bought out, you know, at, on Era Station, it was mentioned that they got bought out, you know, 20 years ago type of idea. Um, but you see some information way earlier than that about the company. Um, is it still around, or is it is it gone? Uh, all the stuff that you found as well, uh, it, it basically about 20 years ago, the company that you're looking up uh, was bought out. So Vulcanian Biosis, when it got bought, that was it was absorbed into something else. Something else bought it out, uh, and that's it. Okay. Uh, I'll, of course, relay all this information I get back to Dante at, since he was interested in it. Years. How long does it take to skeletonize inside of a spacesuit? It's been around that station for a while, uh, and I guess the time would make it harder to find decades. Um, I don't think 20 years would cause a person to become a skeleton in space. I agree. I think <laughs> I think they've been. St- I think they got bought out 20 years ago. I think shit went south longer than that. Maybe something we've got on. Computers we brought back that they probably will not let us see is how long Walter was uh, in stasis for. Because what if it's 50 years? What if it's 80 years? The, I thought the ship logs, um, the the logs from the station itself said it was in there. Okay. Yep. The timestamps on the station did say did say 20 years for the the messages that you were seeing were mentioned 20 years yep. ago. Well, they got bought out and Walter took the station dark. Something that's supposed to happen in five years. And it sounds like a corporate problem to me. Uh, are we feeling pretty solid that the father that was being referred to is what is otherwise the computer system? Or Okay. I would say so, yeah. Um, I could see a scenario where it's the person running the computer system and like they're technically referring to Walter somehow um, and not being able to find him was him in stasis, but the computer system was also off. So that's just as likely that... Uh, that's why they couldn't find the father figure. We don't know the computer system's relationship to Walter. Um, True. So you gentlemen, uh, after you know spending some time looking up stuff, doing that, get the call. You know, Pill Pill will come find you, and uh, say, you know, Aiden, you're already on the ship. She's like, hey, let's let's contact uh, Dante and get him back on the ship. We have our next our next uh, place we need to go and get some get some scrap from. And shortly thereafter, you know. Um, Dante, you get a you get a just a quick ring. Hey, come back to the ship. You know we're ready to to leave port, and and go. So we wanted you to come back, and so we can go over that and what we're doing and where we're going. Take off. So you know, fast forward a couple hours. You're both sitting. You know, in the in the little. Uh, this ship actually doesn't have a separate like meeting room or anything like that. So you go to the bridge, and that's where you you kind of have your discussions. Uh, once again. Uh, Amiri will show up on the screen. Again, it's that kind of uh, not great type of graphics, like old, old CRT type of, of uh, clarity that you would get from bad cameras and things like that. Uh, once again, she just looks bored uh, as she's talking to you. Pill is there with you as well. And Amiri is like, okay, gentlemen, so what we've got is uh, we're sending you out to a, a station. It's going to be on surface of a moon, and uh, this uh, station that's on the moon, like that, uh, we just need you to go in, 
find whatever you can take off of it and bring it back. So, uh, looks like the, the entire planet is no atmosphere, no vegetation, nothing like that. Uh, so the station should be relatively easy. Go in, grab some stuff, bring it back. What questions do you have? Who used to own this station is now our default question. Uh, the place that used to own this, uh, was Nemo Zephyrus. And what, do we know what they did? Was it, is this another research station or a mining station? What kind uh, of salvage are we expected to, to recover here? So this, this looks like, uh, based on, on what we know of this place, it looks like it was more of a mining installation. Um, see if there was anything, I think it, more exploratory in nature than anything else. But like that, there should be some equipment and things like that that we're expecting you to to find there based off my knowledge of mining is there any chance that we're, we're going to be recovering any kind of drills or anything from the station uh highly likely okay how long ago was this station decommissioned or otherwise put out of commission uh our contract didn't mention that and i don't know and this was just newly acquired correct i guess there more information on there very likely, which we would also like to... Uh, the point I would love to bring up, and I brought up earlier, but to pill, not to our actual boss, is you're very enthusiastic to receive uh, the equipment we bring back. Scientists, security, they're, they're all too willing to, to, to jump in and, and help out to receive the goods, but uh, getting the goods is turning out to be rather problematic on some of these stations. Uh, is there... Any additional resources available for acquiring uh, these resources? From She's like, I'm not sure what you're asking for. You have a full ship. You have a small arsenal. You have uh, basic supplies and things like that that you would need. It's unlikely like that. Uh, based on the report that you brought back from Eris Station, I think that was a bit of a um, unknown to us that there would be anything on there. Again, you know have a station that's been dark for you know 20 years shouldn't be anything on there type of idea so we send we send people like you out all the time and things get cut apart things get brought back usually nothing nothing bad going on okay uh then i guess my request is uh the installation of one additional level of security to access the interior of our recovery ship uh uh, either you put a dude on board our ship. When we leave our ship to go recover goods, the ship's sort of unguarded, and that's not a great situation to be in. Uh, can we get an install of additional security measures to keep the ship secure? Uh, give me a second here. And you can see her, uh, the, the audio cuts out, and she covers the camera, uh, so you can only see the her hand uh, type of idea. Uh, and a couple minutes go by of her just doing that. You see her hand move away from the camera, and she'll she'll look back at the look back at you. Audio flips back on. <sighs> okay, we can do that. Uh, we'll get some uh, some doors installed so that way the ship can be can be locked down. Uh, it's going to be kind of a you know we kind of are looking to send you out soon, so these are going to be quick installs. So it's going to be more of a a manual type of lock type of thing for this uh depending on what you find and what you know you bring back uh we'll be able to install like you know normal terminal type of access and things like that so you can lock the ship down 
uh, again, depending on how successful your mission is this time. So that's going to take us, you know, a few hours to get those installed. We have various parts and things like that in the station, so we can get that get that for you. Uh, as an aside to Aiden, uh, I think I think the manual lockdown might be way more preferred than any sort of terminal-driven lockdown. Uh, so maybe we just in the future vote to keep keep it as is, like hard key to get in, perfect. An AI hackable terminal, mm, not so. I, I can pro- if they get the equipment, I can probably install it as we're as we're traveling. Doors, we're traveling. I mean, a lot of like the external doors that people would be accessing, there are, um, you know, it's the the normal airlock type of thing. So there are two doors, and so they're talking about just replacing the external ones. So likely, Aiden could could replace them on the way. Um, they're like, no need. We've got people on on station, and you know, you're only losing a couple hours. We're we're fine with that. I'm good with not doing the extra work. Um, I will. Uh... As an aside to our boss, make uh, the typical request for my standing request uh, for biological contaminant. They are fulfilled that yet. Uh, I've been denied 16 times. Uh, I would like to know if the 17th time they are willing to uh, requisition a set of biological contaminants for. Me. <laughs> uh, and she'll she'll just kind of put her head down and kind of look, you know, through her eyebrows at you type of idea and go. What do you think the answer is going to be? I mean, well, it's a violation of my probation, technically, but I figured it might. Exactly. In certain situations, it could be getting scrap unlikely. And secondarily, if we were to approve it over a recorded message like this, uh, at the very least, uh, and anything comes back on us, we are responsible for it. So if you were to pick up some on your own through various means, sure, go for it. But uh, your request, no, is denied. Understood. All right, gentlemen. Uh, with that, uh, like that, you've got a few hours. We'll get the doors installed. Uh, probably if you wanted to go out in the station for a little bit, grab something to eat type of idea, but uh, be back and ready to go in a couple hours. Done. Uh, she hangs up with you, and Pill is like, all right, I'll help uh, I'll help with getting uh, the doors installed, stuff like that. Uh, and if you gentlemen would like to do whatever, feel free. Uh, is there anything other than just general food type of stuff, anything like that, that you guys are going to do? Uh, uh, not on this station. Okay. So, you know, short time later, like that, there were really only two doors that needed to be uh, replaced. Um, one, you have a normal access door that you have on the outside, so if you're spacewalking or anything like that, you can get in. Again, your ship that you're on uh, is made to be very cheap, the Ladondo. So you don't have, like, a bunch of doors that you can get in from various areas, you know, a bunch of access ports, things like that. And the other one, of course, is the loading dock, so the main door. Uh, That one, uh, the actual releases, they just bypassed it a little bit um, instead of replacing the door itself uh, and put, um, you know, an external. They literally just welded on a box on the outside, drilled drilled a hole through the the hull, and uh, welded a box on the outside so that way you guys can have access out there lock it or unlock it in essence and uh the other door they actually just pulled the door off it was really easy they undid the hinge bolts put the new one on there you go right uh which is why it took so so little time uh so uh shortly thereafter you find yourselves in the ship uh and are speeding toward speeding toward this station that you've been sent out um you know it takes 
It takes a few days to get there. You guys kind of do your normal type of thing in the ship. Do a little bit of exercise. You know, you've got your own entertainment that you brought along with you. Um, that type of stuff. General, you know, make sure the ship is running type of idea. And coming out of, you know, faster than light travel, uh, you end up in a solar system that has a few planets uh, surrounding it, right? And the one that you're actually heading to is a gas giant. And this gas giant uh, has a moon that is is going around it. You know, you guys end up getting close enough that you can get a visual on it. And you notice that the moon that is orbiting uh, looks a bit interesting. The, uh, the visual is, it looks like a desert planet. It looks barren. There's no vegetation. There's nothing like that. Um... It does look like it is, um, it almost looks yellowish, uh, to be honest. Um, kind of like sand, almost, right? And it is orbiting the gas giant excessively close. And it is, has, uh, the, the time it takes to go around the planet, uh, based on the calculations the computer's spitting back at you, is very short. Uh, it's close enough that in order to keep, uh, rotating around the planet, or, or orbiting the planet, let's say, uh, takes quite a bit of force to keep it there. So think of like those old coin type of things where you drop the coin in the, the vortex, and as it gets torn in the middle, it's just spinning like 90 miles an hour. Uh, same type of thing with this. In fact, it is so close that it is the gravity is pulling uh, some of the gas off of the gas giant toward the planet. And so you kind of see it going around you can see it moving, but some of the gas is being pulled off of the gas giant toward the planet. Uh, ultimately kind of pretty once you get closer to it, um, kind of this gas being pulled and in, in surrounding the planet itself. Uh, you start landing procedures. Uh, your ship uh, is not so huge that you can't land on planet with it. Um, it's designed where, you know, you can actually land on the surface of a planet uh, and do that type of stuff. So you go down start landing. Uh, you can pick out the base. Uh, from orbit, you kind of notice that the base itself kind of has a central spire um, on it that's probably, you know, 100 feet type tall, right? And then the main part of it encircles that spire. It's squared off, but you're looking at, you know, total width of the, the base that you're looking at uh, is probably, you know, uh, roughly, you know, five, six, seven hundred feet. Like if you were to take a square, kind of take that. And probably, what's that? That's a lot of scrap. It is. Uh, and looks to be about, you know, three stories tall. So ultimately the spire off of the, off of base is probably, you know, 130 feet tall, ultimately. Uh, ship landing procedures go pretty well. Uh, nothing kind of crazy here, no weird gravitational anomalies, anything like that at the moment. And you touch down on planet uh, and start, you know, normal procedures, landing procedures, landing gear comes down, all that type of stuff. And set down on the planet, you start shutting down engines, doing that type of stuff. And all of your terminals go dark. Um, we've completely lost power then? Completely lost power. Guess we die here. Well, that obviously requires um, engine room investigation. Okay. Uh, you go over to the engine room and start poking around. Uh, go ahead and give me a roll as you're kind of trying to figure out what the world's going on with your engine. Uh, and we have an 81. An 81. 
Uh, as you're looking around, normally you have, you know, power going to various places. You have some batteries, of course, in here uh, in case power comes down, stuff like that. Um, and, you know, you've got your multi-tool out and you're kind of checking where, you know, current and voltages and all that type of stuff and, and along the trail. And you notice that the batteries are producing a little bit of power, less than they should be producing. But as it's going through the cable, the power never makes it to the next junction. Like you can actually start testing at various points on the cable and say, okay, we've got low voltage, lower voltage, lower voltage until there is no voltage. We have a problem. <laughs> uh, uh, the the diagnostic system is okay, and the um, the suits are are still functioning normally. Uh, right now, uh, the thing that you've got going on because you're on a ship, you were doing landing procedures. You're not in your space suits at this moment, type of idea. Your, your multi-tool seems to be functioning okay, as far as you can tell. Um, you know, you can take, they have some, you know, they have some diagnostic stuff on here uh, and picking up one of them and you start testing against each other. So you take your multi-tool that you've got and start testing the multi-tool uh, and you see that um, they look like they're reading okay. They are reading each other as losing power though, slowly albeit slowly, uh, but they are losing losing power. Uh, you check your spacesuits uh, with the multimeter. You asked about that. Same type of thing. Uh, they look to be functioning just fine, uh, but they are, they are slowly losing power. And the ship uh, as well, you have oxygen on the ship right now, but the generators, you know, um, the scrubbers and everything like that are turned off. Um, can I manually disconnect the batteries so that, to, thinking with the idea that maybe they'd be draining... Um, slower if they're disconnected? Certainly. Uh, you end up throwing some switch and that type of stuff, and go ahead and give me another roll, see if you get through your procedure properly here. Um, I rolled a 40. Okay. And you... My profession bonus, I was depending if it was how, how hard the task was. So if it's, if it's your profession, just go ahead and give me the total for, for it. So this one would be, what, 65, I think? It would be uh, 55. 55, okay. Bonus. You're at 15. Okay. Uh, you end up disconnecting it no problem. You know, you go through the relays, you're going through the manual relays and stuff like that and find him. You're crawling into various places and things like that and end up uh, disconnecting the batteries. You know, you're, you ch start checking the batteries and you can tell it looks like they are draining, but excessively, or not excessively, um, much, much slower than they were before type of idea. And regarding the shutdown procedure, um, did we lose power when the engine shut down completely um, or... Um... Did we lose power before the engine had completely shut down? Did our engines lose power um, before they were shut down? You're unsure at this time. Like that. You landed on planet. Things looked like it were go was going okay. You were starting shutdown procedures. You got the engine shut off. And then the ship went dark. And at this point, the terminals aren't starting up to give you diagnostic, you know, historical diagnostic data to say, okay, when, what was going on at this point? You're just using point in time with your multimeter to check things at this point. Uh, based off the drain rate, uh, how much time do we have before our batteries are dead? Uh, the ship batteries, uh, once you've disconnected them, they they drained. Uh, you know, they were about thirty percent drained, and it looks like with the the rate that it's going now, you know, you have a few days that those batteries will last. Um, and the same type of thing for it looks like your suits and that type of stuff. You can tell that they are draining just because your diagnostic tool will give you like, here's your battery usage and here's how long it'll take. You know, it does all that type of stuff, you know, connect, connects up to it, gives you historical battery data, all that, 
you know diagnostic stuff that's going on with it and the same type of thing it says yeah you got a you got a couple days of of the suits working type of idea so okay so uh dante um we have a problem that the batteries there's something causing the batteries to drain at an excessive rate um there's a chance the engine might not start when we try to go to start it the the longer that we're here uh the higher that chance is um that chance approaches zero after about three days are there any we gotta do we gotta be quick stranded ships here you don't you didn't see any on your way in now remember the 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 station that you're at here the the mining station um you know you're looking at a three-story tall main building that's several hundred feet wide at any point in time there could be you know a ship internal to it came in and, and got pulled in or or landed inside the station type of idea so there could be that uh, but you don't see any landed around outside of that uh, we are on a specific landing pad for the station uh you just landed next just to landed it there were there were no specific landing pads for it there may have been clearings or something like that if there was ever any vegetation but again the surface that you're looking at is is sandy so who knows maybe so the there could be an interaction between the gas giant and this planet that's net negative energy and it's drawing off of whatever it can get or there could be something in the station that's causing this effect so uh with what time we have left we need to uh flip the coin between those two um what is my concern level regarding being able to start the engines was that pretty accurate that if we suddenly fill the switches and power up the batteries it might we might get a good start on it or are these not going to start unless i can get full power out of the batteries there is there is definitely a chance you could get them on it's like that with when you were noticing again your batteries should be topped up right like the normal type of battery stuff you've got alternators and things like that as as the engines are running that that keep the batteries topped up they're kind of your emergency start type of thing right so from the time as far as you could tell you didn't get any warnings of anything as you were coming in um so the batteries when they were connected in the time it took to land and shut down the engines you lost 30 percent of the power out of the batteries so something was draining it very quickly so you're you know could could be able to get it kicked on uh get that started um but again from shutting engines down and stuff like that to when you kicked it on that's pretty high battery uh uh, drain since it didn't happen in atmosphere well not in atmo uh it didn't happen on the approach my money's on the station. Well, there might be something on the station that's causing some sort of dampening field. Um, and so let's uh, get suited up and go check it out. Let's do just that. Okay. Uh, you can certainly get suited up. Uh, put your suits on again like that. You turn them on, do all that type of stuff. They start producing some oxygen. Pill's actually going to uh, go put a suit on as well. Uh, and she just leaves the helmet off. She just gets her suit on. Uh, you're kind of in a spot where um, internal of the ship there's still oxygen. It's a fairly large area, so you'll have that for a while at the very least. Uh, and you go to your door. That's your external hatch. And luckily, uh, you have a manual opening door that you can unlock manually instead of needing a terminal. So going through the procedure, you know, you open up the internal one like that. There's normal procedures for your doors. They're cheap, but they also have, you know... They have a crank on it that you can just crank to undo the latches on it uh, if you need to. You get inside, crank it back so the latches are sealed and everything like that. Go to your external door, pop it open, uh, and kind of throw down the rope ladder uh, out of the 
out of the door uh, and start climbing down. Are you guys locking up as you leave? God, yeah. God, yes. <laughs> okay. Get the door closed again. Crank it. Crank it shut. Uh, pull out the, the key that you were given. Lock the, lock the door and head down the ladder and start going toward the station. Again, this looks like a fairly... It's a fairly uniform building now that you're outside and you can see it in person, right? The the monitors and the cameras that you've got on the ship aren't the greatest. Um, this is basically a pure, like, what you can see from where you're at. You know, it looks like it's going to be a square building, right? Like that. Seven, eight hundred feet on a side, three stories tall, um, with not a lot of kind of sticky out bits or anything like that. What you say gravity is on the surface here? Uh, gravity is slightly below one, um, like that. You start jumping around, you start moving. It's close to what you would expect, you know, the old uh, Earth gravity was. It's slightly below that. The astrophysicist in me would uh, like to dispend, uh, 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 stop their disbelief for one second here, suspend their disbelief, and go, uh, the closer you get to the primary, uh, the more it pulls on you. Uh, so gravity here would be like, in a typical setup, if we're this close to the gas giant, it would be like tough to keep us on planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but I am, I am fine saying, yep, about 1G. Feels good. Um, I forget what the term is, but, uh, is the planet, um, in orbital, um, tidal lock with the the planet like is it does it have a day night cycle on the planet itself or is it it locked to always face the same face is always facing the planet uh at the moment you're unsure like that you don't have the reason why i say unsure is uh you were looking at it as you came in you know this planet was rotating around the gas giant and looked like it was close enough that it was pulling gas from the gas giant to the planet uh but didn't look specifically if the planet was rotating anything like that, and you don't have anything diagnostic like your ship computer or anything like that you can hook up to and say, hey, what what did you record? What are the physics of what's going on type of idea? Um, it, w- it would actually be fairly obvious because I'd look at the planet um, over the course of a period of time, and is it moving in the sky? That would be the answer. If the, if the planet is looks like it's rotating the sky, but it's not like mm-hmm. shifting, this thing is orbiting at a, at a really fast rate. Um, what is our cycle in orbital rotation? Yep. So fast, uh, so you're going to sit out for for a while and just kind of watch what, what's going on out here? That gives us A while the being ability. like 10 minutes, but yeah, yeah. If, if this is going around that fast. Okay. Uh, it does look like it. the planet itself does rotate uh, going around. Uh, you were asking like lockstep. So if, for example, this spire is pointing straight at the planet uh, the entire time, is is kind of your question, if I understood it right? Yes. Okay. Uh, the spire does look like it's locked to the planet as you're going around. Okay. That's that's normal for a moon. So that's so it doesn't have a day night cycle other than the actual orbit around the planet is it's a day night cycle. Correct. So ultimately, it will have a day night cycle uh, just because it's rotating around the planet itself. Uh, but in terms of what your sky is showing, is you're looking up at the gas giant. So, um, and, how, and is it, how light is it? Like, can we see just fine? Yeah, you can see just fine. So the, the light's all pretty much coming from the planet. We'd occasionally get, like, a, a, a point of view where the, um, we'd see a little bit of a sun, but then it would go quickly by, it would be, this is a gas giant, so it's going to be blocked by the uh, 
the gas giant most of the time, if we're, especially if we're orbiting so close that we're starting to pull up bits of atmosphere. Yep, you're you're pretty sure that at some point in time uh, you're going to go on the other side of the planet, which is going to be away from the sun, and therefore will be it'll be darker at the very least, if not dark. Either way, it's night or or planetary eclipse for the most part. Well, except for uh, like a tiny little bit in between. For for like half the day, the sun, the the the, the solar primary is shining on this gas giant, and that light is reflecting down onto us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have a problem uh, in how Pete described the title locking. Uh, the spire is locked to the planet. I don't... That's that's ominous. We are not in a good situation for Rob. <laughs> he gave away too you're, much information. You're looking, at, you're looking at it way too much. That's just a natural phenomenon. I'm aware that itself is a natural phenomenon <laughs> the description of the natural phenomenon has filled me with dread <laughs> <laughs> nothing's wrong here i mean you guys are we're, it's called the scion you haven't seen anything spooky or anything weird going on that's true. this entire time so no it's it's fine um also waiting to determine the planetary orbits here has allowed us to like hey no one in the station has like open fire or come out or taken up defenses like no one knows we're here that that was good that was a good wait uh so looking at the station anything else you guys wanted to do before we head how, into how in- many entrances or technically i'm more interested in how many exits are there when we're running for <laughs> our lives in the station uh there looks to be uh like that there's there's doors placed uh at different places on here uh, they do have, you have, you know, on one side, there's a couple, looks like there's a couple spots for, um, like, bay doors. Um, again, you were told this was like a mining thing, so likely getting equipment in and out, you need a couple of the, the bigger doors. Again, very uniform, so if you're at a corner of this, and you guys kind of ended up at a, a corner of the, the station when you landed, so you can kind of see two sides of it, uh, they look very uniform. Um, Perfect. I mean perfectly uniform so when you're looking at doors and stuff like that they're the same on both sides so you're kind of looking at two hangar doors on each side uh and then probably you know along there you've got four doors kind of going on uh each of the doors and the hangar doors do have a light above it and that light is is out it's not glowing there's no light emanating from it you can just tell like you know those old lights they got kind of long kind of like oval shape almost pill shaped and then the kind of fence over it uh, the grating over it uh, to protect it from any you know physical damage type of idea, uh, but there's no there's no light on it. That holds with what we're seeing on our ship. Um, I guess another observation I would have like looked at the window is: is this moon very cratered, um, like for example the Earth moon, or is it? No, there's almost no craters whatsoever at all when you're coming in. You're thinking back to it and you're like, nope. It's got a big boy pulling anything that comes nearby. Yeah, but it's got no atmosphere. <laughs> uh, that That's kind of weird. No, definitely not weird. Anything's just going to rush by it straight to the gas giant. And it, it's impossible for it to hit the tidal locked side. Yeah, like that. When you were coming in, though, the non-tidal locked side also didn't seem to have... Like, when you're thinking back to... Because you saw, you know, as you were coming in, you were looking at the video and stuff like that. And kind of looking at, you know, this kind of beautiful scene of this dance that this planet has with a gas giant... Um, the 
uh, side away from the gas giant also didn't didn't have a excessive amount of craters or anything like that. Like you probably saw like one, maybe two, but that was it. And the moon is drawing an atmosphere from the, from the gas giant, not the other way. It's it's pulling like the gas giant. Some of the uh, outer parts of the gas giant are being drawn. It, you can see you saw a flow toward toward this planet. This is a very and and the size of the planet is it is it the size of a normal moon or is it the size of Earth uh, diameter wise? I assume we have that's a, a normal diagnostic. Yeah, yeah. You guys, when you were coming in like that, you were asking about uh, gravity. It's about the size, just smaller than what Earth would. Okay, so it's not like excessively dense. Okay. As far as you can tell, it looked like the remembering back, like you're remembering this stuff. It's not like you're like pulling stuff up on your computer and going, okay, what did you see? Historical data type of stuff. You're just like, okay, we're at we're at about a one gravity. The planet size, I remember, it wasn't anything off from that. It looked about that, and we're about what I'd expect for this type of planet. Other than like Dante said, it's like we're right next to a gas giant. Hmm. Doesn't doesn't normally the 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 bigger gravity source pull atmosphere from the smaller gravity source? Unusual. We, well, we don't have an atmo, so it's very possible a hundred thousand years ago maybe we did, and it just got drawn off exactly as you're saying it should have been. Then why is it coming back? Hmm. Interesting question. Because there's a spire tidally locked. The gas giant not a planet <laughs> tidally locked with the gas giant <laughs> a massive Something. amount of electricity let's go check out <laughs> help <laughs> okay uh you know following standard procedure that's the first thing we should have done is send a distress signal back to <laughs> back to station you know please send help you know all power lost from ship unknown if you can relaunch but we uh, didn't except because except, except you have a problem there we don't have power to send such our options are uh, go check it out, come back to the ship, and try to take off, or try to take off right away. Those are our two options. And of uh, course, the basically... smart option was take off right the fuck right away. Like, well, we don't. We might not have an opportunity to get back down here again. This is our chance to get back down here. That's we have, somebody's we have problem. Have a couple of days, but and not that's... our problem. <laughs> Miss Pill, you're in charge. You want to take the safe route and get off the planet right away, or do we want to do some investigation? We can only life. have one try to get off. We might only have one try to get off. Uh, I think it'd be better to go into the station and see if there's anything that could help us, uh, like additional batteries, anything like that. If it drained that quickly, uh, as soon as we plug it in, uh, if we don't miraculously get the engines started, uh, it is likely that the batteries will be drained based on what we saw. That's my opinion, of course. You guys are the ones for the salvage. Uh, and giving my opinion, that's you know having some extra something to be able to make sure we can do that a try or two uh, would be a good thing. Uh, I'll also take Dante's side because he's kind of concerned about this. It's not going to make a difference between now and three days from now when we take off. I've told her we're leaving in two days, regardless. Okay? So we got a whole day of time in there, based off of what I've seen in the diagnostics, that we should have enough power to try to make our attempt to get off. Gotcha. So now, we got to break into a station. Mm-hmm. This is the fun part. <laughs> Before we start running for our lives, I'll scoop. <laughs> okay, uh, so what did, where would you guys like to to get in? Of course, uh, you know you have some doors that you have there. You have some cargo bay type of doors. Um, you know you're can get on top of the building and see if you can get in through there if you would like to dig under if you would like to. What, how did you guys want to go about this? 
Well, given the lack of power um, that we're sort of expecting at this point, I would say look for the door that we can open mechanically. Okay. Uh, so you go up to to one of these, you know, doors. Uh, I'm guessing one of the, just the, the standard personnel, personnel type of doors and start start futzing around with it. Uh, who's who's going to try and open the door? I call second dibs. Uh, mine tends to be more final. All right, Aiden. So you start you start playing around with the door. Go ahead and give me a roll. Um, it's going to be an easy. So. Um, well, we have a fifty-four. Um, so. Okay. I don't even need the bonus. Okay. So you pull out you pull out your your multi-tool that you've got your liquid metal multi-tool and start playing around with it. Uh, it's it looks like it's an older door, not one you've specifically seen. It's been it doesn't have the standard like uh, where you'd expect it, but eventually you do find there's a port. You kind of get your tool into uh, a crank arm, basically, um, and put it in there. Start cranking it. You can hear uh, the locking bolts or locking lugs retracting. Um, they the the thing you get off of it. Uh, it doesn't seem like like you know old doors type of stuff. They can be rusted. They could be you know dry. They can be all that type of stuff. You don't get a feeling that as you're pulling this and uh, that it's it's rusted or or anything like that, but it definitely doesn't have any lubrication in it. Um, it takes a lot of force to get it to, to undo, um, but as you're doing it, you don't. The door doesn't look rusted. It doesn't look anything like that. Just dry. Uh, and shortly thereafter, uh, you can get the door open and uh, go into this station. We're going to be going through it a couple of times. I had to run back to the ship, get some lubrication, but I don't think I'm going to be opening and closing the door a lot. Yep, you can we certainly need to open it real quickly. <laughs> well, it's it's not going to close on its own here. I guess getting life support up on the station is absolutely unlikely and not completely necessary. So yeah, you're right. I mean, getting power on the station comes before life support. At that point, the door would just close. You just close it point anyways. Okay. Uh, you guys end up uh, going through the door. Um, this was next to one of the bay doors. Um, and going in, and sure enough, uh, in here, uh, you're kind of in an open area, right? Not super huge, uh, but also, you know, probably a hundred foot on a side. Um, and looks like kind of something to go, uh, in and out. There is, uh, some vehicles in here. Uh, some of them look like they could carry, you know, think like space tractors type of idea could carry mining equipment. They could be attached to do various things. Um, looking around, uh, you see, like you were talking about on the way in Aiden, you're like, is there going to be drills here? Uh, there are certainly some drills, uh, some stuff like that. Um, go ahead and as you're as you're looking through these, both of you give me kind of a, a knowledge type of role, like what, what knowledge you'd be putting into it, looking at equipment and understanding what it does. All right, roll to thirty-five. So that would be right on the thing. I'd recognize only the things that that would be relevant to space concerns. Okay, what'd you get, uh, Dante? Uh, a 27, looking for uh, implements of inconvenience or destruction. <laughs> okay. Uh, so here's, as you're going around, uh, like I said, you kind of have space tractory type things. They're they're kind of made for, for doing things. Um, you know, as you're looking about, you know, you're not seeing anything that's made for major destruction type of stuff. This looks like... Like, you're like, hmm, maybe if I could put some stuff together here, uh, we could do some things. Um, but you've got, 
you've got some drill bits, uh, you've got, uh, some, uh, there's some saws, uh, type of stuff, uh, cutting implements, uh, that type of stuff, um, and, you know, general, general type of stuff around, around that. Um, you know, one thing you do notice, uh, specifically, um, Aiden, uh, because, you know, you work with ships all the time and that type of stuff, you know, space, you know, no Atmo type of stuff really well. Um, the tractors don't look like they have environmental ceiling, like no Atmo ceiling on them. It's a bit odd, but they're probably not going out onto the planet's surface to do their mining and all that. Probably mean so. Uh, I'll I'll interject with, yeah, they were, and it hasn't been ten thousand years since this planet's had Atmo. It's been a year since it had an atmosphere. Or like that could be could be internal here. Just needed to get it in here from through the the bay door. Don't buy it. The truth is out there. <laughs> the truth is out there. I like it. Uh so looking around like that, um, normal mining type of station type of stuff here. Nothing nothing's popping out at you. Anything like too too crazy. Um, looking at them uh, again. Uh, same type of thing as the the door. You're looking for, you know, as you're looking at it, kind of pulling stuff apart. You don't see any lubrication on these systems, and also you're checking, you know, diagnostic of these things, and they don't they don't seem to have any power. You're like, okay, the battery should be somewhere around here. I've got some cables. You're checking, you know, current voltages, that type of stuff. Nothing on these things whatsoever at all. Um, mentioned a, you know, that's something. None of these, none of the mechanical components have the proper lubrication on them in addition to being completely and utterly out of power. That just means they were phoning in maintenance, right? That can't be our concern. Are you suggesting something's going to steal our precious bodily? I'm more concerned about the um, the engine not starting on the ship because uh, all the proper lubrication is gone. If there's and something out here that is physically eating all lubrication, all lubricative elements. But yeah, that, that's a con- that, could be, that could be a potential concern as well. If there's some microbe or something that is, uh, we're also uh, tend to be oil-based, aren't we? Now you got me nervous here. <laughs> yes, we are also oil-based, aren't we? But you were perfectly fine with the tightly locked spire. <laughs> <laughs> tightly locked spire doesn't eat my flesh. <laughs> That's unprovable. Uh, it might be provable at some point in time. But only for a few seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Tightly locked spire is a bit odd because it's facing the wrong way. You'd want the spire on the far side of the planet, not the planet side of the planet. That doesn't make any sense. Depends on what it's siphoning off, right? Well, the spire, what would it be for other than a broadcast tower? Uh, a ton of stuff. Uh, it could be injecting the gas giant with whatever's in the core here. Or it could be utilizing whatever's coming off the gas giant and drawing it in to internalize it, compress it, feed it to the core of this planet where an eldritch horror slumbers. Weird shit like that, you know? Call me a doomer. <laughs> so you guys Call kind me. of spend your time looking around, pontificating mm-hmm. about, you know, eldritch horrors, losing your flesh, your oils being sucked out of your body, your ship having problems, <laughs> you know, just the normal type of stuff that, you know, salvage crews have to deal with. Perfectly fine. So, uh, you know, after you kind of get through some stuff, uh, 
heading more internal to to the the station here. Uh, door opens up, you know, uh, internally here, you have have the same type of doors. It's very quick uh, to uh, do this. Uh, the first thing you notice is that the doors that lead more internal to here look exactly like the doors on the external. You're guessing that they use this area here as the um, disconnect from the outside type of idea. Sure enough, once you open the door internal, you can look inside and you have uh, easier to open doors uh, type of idea. Um, nothing looks like it's made to uh, specifically uh, cause any any venting or anything like that internally. Looks like it's all open type of idea. So um, you start you start wandering about, uh, kind of in the station, looking around, peeking into a room or two here, um, and you know you get probably another 200 feet, uh, 100, 200 feet down a hallway, right? And you come to a, a door, uh, but this door looks rather odd from what you've been seeing. Uh, the light above it is is on. Encouraging. That's fantastic news. That means there's power here that we can siphon off. Mm-hmm. Terminals we can access, read from. Does we get some better light than the silly lights on our suits. So... If there's power, I'd like to try to just open the door in a regular, normal fashion. Okay. Uh, you go up to the door, uh, go to open it up, and, uh, you know, the diagnostic... It's got a little diagnostic light on there, right? That type of thing. Uh, you go to open it, and it flashes red. Kind of blinks red. Uh, that means that there's too great of a pressure difference between the sides. So there's atmosphere on the other side? Could that be. Mean? Uh, is there any window on the door? Any markings next to this red light? Uh, the only thing that you see, uh, next to, like, on the door or anything like that that you've seen, uh, any type of markings or anything like that, uh, on this door, you, it's got the standard, like, open door, press button, like, it's, you walked up to it and did the normal things. The only thing that you see is, uh, capital N period Z period, um, on on some of the markings that you've seen about about the area. Nemo Zephyr Zephyrus. Nemo Zephyr. Uh your comms turn on. Uh like that again, this isn't this isn't like uh before like on Era Station where you plugged in and the door took over your thing. Uh like that your suits as you were talking about, you know, you have various communication protocols built into your into your suit where if someone's just open broadcasting it'll pick it up. You have, you know, uh, radio frequency that your suit will pick up. You also have, you know, direct uh, connection through light type of idea uh, that you can too. And the the radio communication pops on. Uh, is there anyone out there? Yes, definitely. Uh, again, so this yeah, it's responding immediately. Yeah, yeah. Th- this suggests at least you know there hasn't been a hundred years since the station went dark. Uh, yeah, we're out here. How? Who are you? Uh, there's no reason to lie to the poor man, because I don't know what's going to convince him, so, uh, we're a salvage crew with Novaman Dynamics. What's Novaman Dynamics? Random corp. Typical corp. Okay. Um, and you, you said you're here for salvage? Salvage, definitely. They appear to have purchased the rights to this defunct station. Uh, who are we speaking with? Uh... My my name is Arnav. Arnav Oron. Well, hello, Anna. I'm Aiden Monroe. Um, 
and I have with me uh, Dante Dumont, um, and we are, as well as Mrs. Potts, Mrs. Pilholtz, sorry, Mrs. Pilholtz, our supervisor. Um, is everything okay? Uh, far, far from it. Uh, care to enlighten us? Are you inside the room uh, that we're outside of and give a knock on the door? Uh, yes. Uh, just just on the other side of the door. How long I, have you been here? Uh, I was, I've been stationed here for, for a while. Uh, I, how long has it been? Uh, I can't give an exact number, so I apologize if this seems a bit odd. Uh, we, we've been in here for, for quite a bit. Uh, a few, a few years at least. Hey, this is way better than accessing a terminal. Did this planet used to have an atmosphere? Now we get the answer. Uh, yes. Uh, how long ago? Uh, when I got here, there were there were trees and and things like that. What do you what do you mean it had atmosphere? There appears to have been an environmental issue with your proximity to the gas giant, uh, and things have gone very very poorly for the biosphere of this moon. Huh. That could ex- that. I want to say that could ex. <coughs> and he coughs. Um, a very very dry type of cough. Uh, that you can hear coming through the communication. Um, lasts for a little bit, and he he eventually gets himself back to to being able to talk. Uh, that that doesn't bode well. Uh, for for us then. Um, our supplies dried up so to speak um it uh we we were able to pull supplies in here and and um within the last oh three months uh we we were growing our own food and and things like that and um the the ground seems to have turned turned to sand unexpectedly uh well no worries i'll be reassuring uh we're more than willing to help rescue you and get you back to civilization. Uh, that that would be good. Um, though uh, I will be a bit bit interesting. Uh, the the doors won't seem to open for me. Uh, and and to be perfectly honest, I'm kind of glad they won't. Are, are you sure you're okay out there? Time to cover with him the issue of rampant electrical drain from all systems except apparently his. Uh, so n- we're okay for the next few days, but not more than that. Interesting. Uh, while, while Dante is talking, uh, Aiden, um, you're, you're getting an alarm going off in your suit. Okay. Not, not great. Uh, what what kind of alarm? Uh, go ahead and give me give me a roll as you start like looking around your suit, trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And we have a ninety one. Uh, your suit is giving uh technically two alarms. One is over voltage, and the other is over compression on your oxygen tank. Uh, the the reason I'm I'm kind of asking if if you're Okay, out there. Uh, it, 
I, I got locked in here a while ago, um, and I, I came in here, uh, running from something, uh, looked like mosquitoes, almost, giant mosquitoes, uh, and, um, so, looked like they were part of the, the planet type of idea, uh, of course, uh, but, um, if there's no atmosphere out there or anything like that, un- unlikely they they survived or anything like that. Um, as he finishes that statement, um, Dante, your suit starts popping errors as well. Um, as my suit would have popped errors, I would have started walking away from the door to see if that caused that to subside. Okay. Uh, as you turn around to start walking away, right, you're looking down this, this hallway type of idea. Um, shortly... As you start walking away, you notice something in the hallway that wasn't there before, just on the edge of of your lights. Uh, Dante, we have a problem. Um, there's some there's a strange object in the hallway. Uh, did the over voltage warning go down? Because the voltage on the, the suit um, go down at all as I started walking away from it. Uh, it that went. Was... It went from it went from like a, a light yellow to an amber uh, alert as you walked away from the door. And this thing down the hall is bulbous. It looks like, um, think of like a big balloon, almost like a water balloon. Think of it like, like if you were to make a water balloon on Earth here, like four or five foot in diameter, and it kind of has that, like it kind of wants to keep its shape, but it kind of kind of does that. And it starts rolling towards you and as it comes just inside your light you can see a proboscis on one side of it and like little teeny wings that were off of it as it starts rolling rolling towards you and at that point we will call it there for the day we found where all the lubrication went and we will figure out what's going on a little more next time thank you gentlemen again <laughs> i love of course it's the way we came from <laughs> well, I mean, we got plenty of doors. That's not... Uh, look, Rob, people lived here for months. There's cleaning facilities. There's somewhere where we can get detergent that breaks down oils. And if you just sprinkle liberally on the lube monster, the problem just takes care of itself. John, this is a mining facility. What do mining facilities have? Rock. And? Roll. <laughs> and I like how he didn't argue. Like obviously they have rock. Okay, okay. John, have you ever what mining what mining facility does not have explosives, John? Wait. There's always, it's always explosives, explosives in a mine in a in a yeah, with you. Yes. And this is a mining facility. What do what do mining facilities use to break up rock, John? And All right. You... <laughs> All right. Th- this is the future, John. This is not like it's not like like the 1900s were like they got a pickaxe. No, they they don't use drills to do mining. They use drills to drill into a rock, and then they put an explosive in it, and then they walk away and go boom, and then they pick up little pieces of rock off the ground. I would like to point out that is the 1900s. What you just said there. All right, and I will call it here. I love this. It'll be interesting. We might start the next one with what you guys thought of in between. You guys are, are having a lot of fun going through and figuring stuff out and, and are, are close to the right path. Some of it's right, some of it's off, but uh, we will see next time on Call of the Scion. Just going to 
We're gonna be going indoors. Running the other direction from yeah. the the bulbous scary thing. Yep. <laughs> that the crew have already told us is scary. We already have, you know, witnesses saying, "Don't, don't, don't approach that that thing that looks like a giant mosquito." Oh, there's there's a lot of things going on. <laughs> I like I like what you guys are thinking of and how you're thinking through it and, and what's going on. <laughs> like Dante suddenly being like, "The DM let off too much information. Something bad is with this spire. Why is it Not locked? He wouldn't tell us that otherwise." <laughs> It's in his notes, Rob. We can't see his notes, but he let some slip. Nope, not not let anything slip like that. I I when I came up with this base and everything like that, I'm like, here's how I think everything works. Here's how stuff is going on. Here's what's going on at the base and stuff like that. And so if you guys stumble on something, you're like, what the hell's going on here? I'm not gonna say, oh, this is the exact reason for it, but I'll say, yeah, that it's locked to the planet. Yeah, that's it's there. Now the question is, is that because? just normal astrophysics are doing something or is that something else going on it always devolves to it's because the dm hates us and we're gonna die (laughs) and you can work your way back to the answer from that pretty directly like (laughs) i liked i loved the timing on this one too i was like we're i'm because part of what i'm doing too is as you guys are doing stuff like i'm like okay we've got a half an hour left what what am i thinking you guys are gonna find and do and stuff like that and i'm like we got to about a half hour left, and I'm like, you guys are looking at the mining equipment and stuff like that, and I'm like, oh, this will be perfect. We can end right as this thing shows up. Uh, be right there. And, like... Very well. You know, your suits are showing really over-voltage and over-pressure and... I'd rather have more... But maybe this thing can't approach the door. Maybe. Because of the voltage diff. So us running is what's going to get us killed. We have, to, we have to be brave, Rob. We have to stand our ground. <laughs> That's wicked. I've got a, I've got a plasma rifle. Bring it. <laughs> yes, but I, I'm not. I didn't. Leave, I left it on. It's on the ship, John. Oh. Okay. Okay. That's that's good to know. No. No. Uh. Ah, this plasma rifle is reading over voltage. Well, I like over voltage in my suit because that gets me more oxygen. Do you like over voltage in your plasma rifle? Nobody likes over plasma. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Let's see. Then have something to shoot at this thing. Um. The question is, what I have, what the small arms? I'd guess you'd, you'd, like that, you, so in my head for your character, like, if you were talking about, did you bring things, like, did you bring the plasma rifle? Of course you brought the plasma rifle. Did you bring a small arm? Yeah, you've got a pistol, at least a pistol with you, right? Like, when you went through that thing, like, it traumatized your character to a point where you're like, look, I am not going to be in a position where all I've got is my multi-tool, where I'm going to have to deal with something that would bite me in space. Like, that's... That's the mental model I see your character having. So yeah, of course you've at least got another pistol as well. Uh, at least yeah, at least I have the pistol. But the plasma rifle, maybe I wouldn't. I I would say you would. That you were I, very I, specific about that plasma. You you were like, I like this thing. So I would say you like that. You brought some stuff with you. You brought general tools. You're like, I'm not going into a space station without some protection here. Never again. This is yeah thing it's it's not legal for me to own so i would have you know kept on the down though and this is uh this pots doesn't i like how in your mind her name is pill pot which is a whole different kind of horror story than the one we're playing <laughs> or, or pull pot pulp yeah your your pill and pots and pull pot is the, yeah 